Peace be with you. New beginnings come about throughout our lives. Often, these new beginnings can be anticipated. Marriage, starting a new job, the adoption or birth of a child, moving to a new place, starting college. There are so many new beginnings for which we can try to prepare. We dream. We anticipate, we talk to friends or relatives who may have some special insight about our next adventure. We read books, scour the internet, look at pictures, even try to get a taste of what this new endeavor might be like with internships, extended visits, or babysitting, which for the record is not preparation for parenting. We anticipate and prepare as best as we can until that long-awaited moment when we are swallowed up by the new beginning and the new beginning becomes our present. But there are also other new beginnings, new beginnings that come about throughout our lives that start in ways we do not anticipate, that do not follow our plans. This is the kind of new beginning in which the travelers on the road to Emmaus find themselves in this morning's gospel lesson. Cleopas and his friend are walking the seven-mile journey from Jerusalem to Emmaus. They are lamenting that the new beginning that they were starting to believe might be true was not turning out the way they had hoped. They had hoped that Jesus would be the one to redeem Israel. After all, he had stood in the temple at the beginning of his ministry and proclaimed the year of the Lord's favor before sitting down and saying that today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. This same Jesus preached and taught with unusual authority. He healed people, lots of people. He fed thousands with just a few loaves of bread and a few fish. He knew just where to cast the fishing nets. He once spoke to a raging storm, and it stopped. Another time, he walked across a lake on top of the water. He always commanded the attention of any group gathered, whether they be tax collectors or lawyers religious folk, or just ordinary sinners like us. But then he died. I can almost hear Cleopas and his friend kicking themselves for having believed. I imagine them to be just on the cusp of swearing to never fall for another messianic pyramid scheme again when a stranger approaches them and interrupts their conversation. These two men, it would seem, were ready for a new beginning. They had spent time with Jesus, or at least hearing about him, enough to believe that he was the Messiah. They were ready for a new beginning that would have flown in the faces of the religious leaders of their day. They might not have been quite sure what this new beginning would be, but they had at least chosen a path and begun to imagine and dream and hope of what life would be like following Jesus. But then Jesus was killed. The tomb was empty. 
and their new beginning was suddenly different, not like they had imagined. Ellie, Rihanna, Katie, Andrew, Thaddeus, Trey, Kelsey, Ross, Connor, Ainsley, Jackson, John Sanders, and Noel, just over a month ago, you were finishing up your third semester of high school, your third semester of your senior year of high school, preparing for entry into the next new beginning of your life as a high school graduate, readying yourself for life's next step. This readying included one more semester with your peers, managing the baseball team, national debate and DECA competitions, winning a state championship, going to prom, planning a senior trip, a host of graduation parties, gathering here today, walking across the stage to receive your diploma while your friends and families celebrated this accomplishment. This readying included well thought out and planned goodbyes and see you laters. It included good and appropriate closure, opportunities for one last hug, one more apology, one last walk out of school and ride off campus. And then, while it was spring break and you were all away, all of these preparations that you had planned were canceled without your input or consultation, thrusting you into a kind of odd liminal space where you can see your friends and experience your last semester of school virtually, but not tangibly, in a space where we are all finding that we are just as connected digitally, but that the physical presence we once took for granted had even more meaning than we had ever known. And so your new beginning has been thrust upon you in ways that do not allow you to have the kind of preparation that you would have planned. While the rest of us have been shaken by this new reality, most of us are not on the cusp of the next phase of our lives. All of us, though, are on this journey toward a new beginning that we can't quite wrap our minds around. We are all eager to be together, to hug one another, to be with our family of faith, to gather here in this space and many other spaces. But for now, we cannot. We are on a journey toward a new beginning that feels like we are not going anywhere. I imagine this feeling is a bit what Cleopas and his unnamed friend felt when they were interrupted by a stranger who invited himself into their conversation. As readers of the Gospel of Luke, we know that this stranger is Jesus, but Cleopas and his traveling companion don't know. The scripture says their eyes were kept from seeing him. Down as they are, when the stranger asks, hey, what are you guys talking about? They welcome him into their conversation and they continue their journey together. Their journey together is not long, though they manage to share enough that when their journey is at what should be its natural conclusion and Jesus begins to walk on down the road, 
these weary travelers, perhaps reminiscing on the Deuteronomic command to love the stranger, for you were once a stranger in Egypt, or perhaps subconsciously leaning into Jesus' chilling tale that to welcome one of the least of these is to welcome Jesus. These weary travelers welcome the stranger into their home to stay the night and to share a meal. As they sit down to eat, somehow it is the stranger, the guest in the house, who takes the bread and breaks it. And as he does, suddenly, as though they had known all along but were not ready to believe it could be so, Cleopas and his unnamed friend recognize Jesus. The next line in the story says that Jesus vanished. Amazingly, they do not get hung up on Jesus vanishing. Instead, the Gospel of Luke says that before one hour had passed, they were on the road back to Jerusalem to tell the disciples what they had seen and learned and experienced. Seniors, the road that you are on in this moment in history is strange and taking us in directions that none of us could have imagined even just two months ago. We all take comfort in the knowledge that the place where we find ourselves is not the end of our collective journey, but is just a part of the journey on which we are traveling. When you finally arrive at your new place, be it Jackson or Oxford or Starkville or New Orleans or Missouri or North Carolina or someplace you are not yet anticipating, you will meet strangers. Strangers who may overhear your conversation and ask what you were talking about. Strangers who may be from here in Jackson or from someplace far away and weird like Portland. Strangers who may hold all the keys to the important social circles or strangers who may have been kept outside of all the important social circles. Strangers who are searching for the perfect church or strangers who long ago gave up on church. Whoever these strangers are, whatever their story, because of the ways that you have been formed in your time here among us, when I imagine you meeting that stranger, I imagine you welcoming him or her into your conversation. And later, somewhere down the road, you and someone who was once a stranger will sit in a room, maybe like this one, and you will hear familiar words and a familiar story and bread will be broken and passed around and you will find that you are among a people you do not presently know, but somehow at that time, all will be familiar to you once again. The act of breaking bread, the words that are spoken, the cup, the ritual, it will all come together in such a way that will bind you in that moment to all of your other moments in which the breaking of bread in this space has formed you. And the breaking of bread that would have sat here where your pictures are. Breaking of bread that you have shared 
with all of us, and we have shared with all of you. You will remember not only the experiences that have formed you here, and in which you have formed us here, but you will remember the words that your new friends have spoken to you and how those words have burned within you, shedding new light on old truths. Somehow, in the breaking of bread, you will see before you a lifetime of experience and formation that has prepared you for this new beginning, for the greeting of a stranger. In that moment, as the circle of your embrace continues to broaden, I hope that you will come back to the corner of Eastover and Ridgewood and tell us all that you have seen and learned and experienced. Come on home and tell us how Jesus' words are burning inside of you, words that you have heard and studied in the youth house and will have taken on new flesh in your new context. Come on back and tell us about the exciting ways you were able to translate how your experiences at Passport and cooking smiley face chicken sandwiches have prepared you for your new beginnings and all your new places. Tell us how what you were doing there can inform what we are doing here. And be confident of this. As certainly as those disciples in Jerusalem would have been excited to hear the story that Cleopas and his friend had to tell about their encounter with Jesus, and as assuredly as we all now await the days when we are able to again gather safely in this space, we will be enraptured by your stories of what you are learning and experiencing. We will be excited. Yes, we will be excited because for as long as you have been a part of this community, this family of faith has been pouring its life into yours, holding you in the nursery, guiding you in children's chapel, corralling you through Palm Sunday processionals and living nativities, creating nurturing experiences in atrium teaching you in Sunday school, chaperoning trips, preparing meals, hanging out in the youth house, buying your desserts, all the time watching you and praying for you and encouraging you. We will also be excited to hear what you have learned because as long as you have been a part of this community, this family of faith has been learning from you trying to answer your innocent and profound questions, watching as you care for one another, learning from you on youth Sundays and Sunday school and worship, seeing how you serve, how you love, how you minister to all of us. Each Sunday night for the last year, we have closed our gatherings by standing in a circle and praying a prayer together adapted from Common Prayer, a liturgy for ordinary radicals. Ellie, Rayana, Katie, Andrew, Thaddeus, Trey, Kelsey, Ross, Connor, Ainsley, Jackson, John Sanders, Noel, my prayer for each of you today as well as my prayer for all of Northminster today, is that you will continue to prepare 
for your upcoming new beginnings. And I pray this prayer for you today. May the peace of God go with you, wherever God may send you. May God guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May God bring you home rejoicing at the wonders God has shown you. May God bring you home rejoicing once again into these doors. Amen.